Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 98 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm joined by physical therapist and my forever hiking buddy, Dr. Sarah Court. We cover when you should go to a physical therapist, how to tell if your PT is legit, also how to advocate for yourself with your physical therapist, and when to choose physical therapy over chiropractic over massage. So this conversation came from an Instagram live that we did together, and it's just such a great kind of approach on how to rethink movement from someone who thinks about movement 24-7. And Sarah and I have such interesting conversations, very nerdy conversations on our hikes, and so I wanted to share that with the masses to share that with you so that you could hear about movement from a professional. Now, a little bit about Sarah. She has her doctorate in physical therapy from Mount St. Mary's University. She has experience in orthopedic and neurologic settings, rehabilitating patients post-surgery or injury, and managing chronic neuromuscular conditions. Since 2005, Sarah has been an international yoga teacher and yoga teacher trainer, and she has developed her own continuing education program for movement professionals. She's trained in red cord, neurac, yoga, visceral manipulation, and other movement and breathing techniques that she blends into her treatments. And because my favorite nerds are always well-rounded, Sarah also has a BA in art and architecture from Princeton. I met Sarah during one of my early yoga teacher trainings with Yoga Tune-Up, and I remember her walking into the room and talking about anatomy, and it just like flowed off of her tongue, and I was just like, oh my gosh, she is so cool and so smart. I want to be more like her when I grow up, and so I'm really excited that she and I have this great friendship and collaboration, and I deeply, deeply respect her and her knowledge and her wisdom, and I'm so excited to share our conversation with you today. So enjoy. Well, first of all, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming and chatting and sharing your brilliance with us. But let's start where I think all body nerds need to start, which is what do you like to get nerdy about? Uh, I mean, at the moment, it's really just carbs. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a deep dive into a variety of carbohydrates. There are different methods of, you know, preparation and consumption. Um, that's been my focus for the past couple months. Is butter a carb? Butter's a fat, but, but <laughs> that's also, that's a subset. That's like the Reddit subset of like carbs plus fats. Right. So that's a, that's a, you know, if you're going to do, you know, some sort of deep dive, that's a, that's a good one. No, really what I've been like, Late, very, very lately. I mean, and it's all sort of related to how do I just like manage myself in relation to the world at the moment. And what I've found to sort of be most effective is finding ways that I sort of think of it of like letting the steam out of the pot a little bit because I'm not yet ready to take the whole lid off of the pot, but it's like too much to, to keep it in, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so little things that let me do that, like going on a walk in my neighborhood and listening to music or like you know, dancing around or cooking or like just a lot of very kind of like intimate 
tactile, personal things are the kind of stuff that's really making me feel like I'm still a human being at the moment. So that's really kind of where I am. There's not a lot of like, oh, I'm going to go study research on this topic because it's, I don't have room. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm just like nerding out on being more human because it's really hard right now. I feel you on that one. Yeah. I feel you. Well, and I think that also goes to show that like we all are human, even your physical therapist, <laughs> you know, has emotions and feelings too. Like yeah. you, even just as a kid, if I knew that my teachers were like real people that had right. like lives and friends, it would have totally. been a totally different experience. Totally. You know, and, and also, I mean, you know, for those of us, like I'm, I'm, I'm working in a clinic right now. I'm in lots as lots of PTs are. And so you know, just sort of keep that in mind for your, for your local physical therapist, who's dealing with a lot of things on top of trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, you, yeah. You guys definitely have a lot on your plate right now. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So I put out a question to uh, my audience about, um, you know, I said, I'm sitting down with brilliant physical therapists and like any questions you have, like ask away. And one of the biggest ones that came through was like, how do I know, you know, when I should reach out to a physical therapist versus chiropractor versus massage? So it's sort of like, that's a big question, but let's start there. Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. There's a certain, there's a few different ways to kind of think about it. For me, I think the easiest way is to, if you think about like ways that I'm going to have, you know, any sort of intervention with my body to try to make it feel better. Let's if we, if that's a category of what we're trying to do, you can kind of separate them into passive interventions and active interventions, right? So a passive one is something like a massage. Something's happening to you. You're not yourself doing anything. So a massage, like an adjustment that you might get from a chiropractor, that's also passive. Um, the difference in a big way is that most physical therapy, some physical therapy is very much sort of manual therapy massage based, but most PT also includes an active component, which is you're reteaching your body or maybe for the first time teaching your body how to move well and how to stop, you know, whatever sort of overcompensation or incorrect pattern of movement has created this injury or repetitive overuse or whatever it is in the first place. So you're actually making a, a, like a course correction for your body so that that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. Because I think what happens sometimes when we rely too heavily, I mean, and I love, believe me, I love a massage as much as the next person, but it doesn't, I don't learn anything from it. It doesn't teach me anything about how to move. So those tend to take care of kind of the immediate, you know, the pain, the irritation, the what's happening in the moment. But then if you want to sort of go long, you know, long picture or whatever, you have to actually start to change the way that your body is moving. Otherwise, you're just going to do the same thing to yourself. Essentially, as soon as you step off of the table and start yeah. walking. So that's sort of the biggest difference with PT is that it does contain that element of, you know, we teach movement. Uh, we, we do corrective exercises. We do therapeutic exercises. Um, and that's, that to me is the, the sort of biggest, the biggest difference. So the way that I personally kind of, you know, use all of those categories, I, you know, when my body's just generally achy, that's when I'm like, I'm just going to go get a massage. Um, or if I, if my nervous system is, is achy for one of them, but, yeah. you know, if I'm just feeling generally like I need this, then that's, that's when I go do like massage specifically. It, it sort of depends on what you're used to feeling in your body. I have a rib that tends to like move around a little too much. So when that's happening, I go to my chiropractor and he puts it back in. When I had surgery or any time I've had like a major injury where there's a rehab 
period after it, that's when physical therapy comes in because it's kind of a, it's kind of a spring clean or an overhaul for the way that you are just sort of being in your body and using your body. So hopefully that makes sense as a way to kind of differentiate. Yeah, no, it totally does. And I think that that makes a a, a lot of sense because it's, you know, based on what your body needs and what you're feeling. And, you know, similarly for me, I go to the chiropractor when there's something that I can't resolve. Right. I go to massage when I'm like, yeah, I need a little bit of, um, that relaxation. I need to unwind. I need just somebody else to take care of me for a little bit rather than me having to do it for myself. Uh, And then usually for me, the physical therapist, which is you, uh, is because all of those other things haven't helped. Right. Um, but what I or, think, or helped temporarily. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. they haven't actually like resolved the thing. Yeah. Right. You know, um, last I worked with you is cause I had a hip thing going on. It's like, I, I had done everything I could do. My chiropractor had done everything they could do. So it's like, all right, let's, you know, it's a, now a three alarm fire. So like, let's call in the, uh, the water truck with the, ladders, <laughs> you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I think sometimes people, almost like accept a certain level of pain, you know, like, Oh, I just have to put up with this. Cause like, I'm not 18 anymore. I'm not 30 anymore. Like whatever. So is there a moment where it's like, it's too soon or like too late for physical therapy? It's never too late. Um, and, and to your point, you know, I see people all the time who come in and they'll be like, yeah, I've had, I've had low back pain my whole life. I've had neck pain since, you know, ever since I was in a car accident 20 years ago. And I just was told like, this is how it's going to be. This is the best that I can get it. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've just seen categorically over and over again, people get better, you know? So it's never, it's definitely never too late. The only time it might be too soon, honestly, your PT wouldn't see you because it's like, well, I broke my leg yesterday. They're like, well, it's too soon. (laughs) You're not coming in today. But yeah, it's, you know, I think the way that you approach it makes a lot of sense where it's like, let me use all the tools that I know. And if they're not doing enough or they've done like some of it, but not all of it, or if it's only like, you know, I I roll on a ball and it feels better, but by the afternoon it feels worse again or something like that. Then it's like, okay, there's something more complicated going on here that we have to get to the root of, you know, sometimes people describe it like, you know, if there's a, a criminal and a victim, let's say your neck pain is the victim somewhere else in your body is the like, you know, quote unquote criminal that's doing something where your neck is now, you know, either working too hard or working incorrectly and it's getting overloaded and that's where the pain is. And so if I go in and massage my neck, sure, that feels better, but it hasn't, it hasn't actually rooted out the actual, the cause Mm -hmm. of what's going on, you know? And so that's a lot of what PT can do as well is actually find that kind of like, well, let's, let's take a step back and look at the whole body and see like, well, why might it be that the way you're walking is making your neck hurt? And, you know, it's so, (sighs) the number, it just makes me laugh because people are like, why? I I had no idea that that would be connected. And I'm like, well, I get it. Of course not. Because the way that we talk about the body is we separate it off into pieces and we, we treat the body as if, you know, they're not connected to each other, but they are you know, Mm -hmm. and especially through movement, you know, so many things are involved in every movement that you do. And so to really kind of drill down and, and, and become like a body detective and figure out, okay, Oh, it's actually, it's this crazy thing from my hip that it means my shoulder isn't able to take the weight properly when I'm, I don't know, doing an overhead press or whatever it might be, you know? So there's, there's sort of more layers to it a lot of the time. And, and that's what PT is good for rooting out. But 
Yeah. As far as going too early, I mean, the other thing that I do see, I will say this is that it just, it I love people so much. The, somebody <laughs> will come in and they'll be like, okay, so I was running on Sunday and then my hip really hurt. So then the next day I only ran for half an hour and then it still hurt. And then, so the next day I went on the bike for an hour and then it still hurt. And I'm just always like, where was the day you just gave it a break? Right. You know? <laughs> so I think sometimes the, the piece that, that sometimes I think we miss because we're kind of, um, conditioned to think like, oh, I, and there's always something I should be doing to make this better. You know, I should be participating actively, even if it's, you know, foam rolling or, or, or rolling on a ball or a stretch or whatever. But sometimes what that body part really wants is just for you to leave it alone mm-hmm. for 24 hours and give yeah. it a chance to take care of itself. <laughs> and then you jump in and you do all of your things. So sometimes I see that where people maybe have sort of a little bit forgotten about the like, give it a rest period. You know, like, so, so that would be the too soon, yeah. um, but definitely never too late, never too late. <laughs> um, I appreciate you saying that because the way I go about it is like, uh, it takes me months to finally get to the physical therapist because I'm like, well, maybe this will work. Maybe that will work. Maybe this will work. Maybe that will work. And then when I have a conversation, it's like, well, what'd you do? Well, then I waited like a year and then I came in. So it's <laughs> great to know that, you know, it's never too late. That also, yeah. I think sometimes what people forget is that like your body can change, that there are, you know, that things are um, always changeable and there's always some sort of improvement that can happen that it's not, um, I mean, obviously there are some things where it's like, well, you know, this is just the way it is, yeah. but there's always, even if it's like 1% better, there's always improvement that can be yeah. made. Absolutely. I mean, I see people as well who come in and there's certain things obviously that I can't do anything about. Like it, like to change it would require surgery, but you know, like, like let's say you have, I have a patient who's essentially just too old to have surgery, uh, but she has terrible knee osteoarthritis or knee hurts. So what we work on are ways to kind of strengthen around her knee and we do some massage to make it feel better. So we kind of were able to make her life, the quality of her life better in the absence of being able to do anything about something that required surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, but even separately from that, I mean, you know, th- there's always ways to make things feel better. There really yeah. Is. yeah. What do you wish more people knew before coming to see you? Oh, what an interesting question. I mean, about what physical therapy is or, or just like in general, something that, you know, like one little nugget that if they understood would make your job in helping them with their body yeah. that much easier. There's, there's probably a few things that I think the most practical answer is understanding that, you know, let's say you come and see me and you see me once or twice a week, the rest of your time, what you're doing in that time matters just as much as what we do in our hour. And so, you know, people are, people either like the homework that we give them to do, or they hate it. Generally, I was always like, give me as much, I'll do all of the homework, give me that guy's homework as well, whatever you want me to do. But, but for other people, and sometimes it's not even a question of that. Sometimes it's just a question of like, I am unbelievably busy and I could not find, I've got children, I've got zoom school, I've got a job, you know, like sometimes it's just hard to find the time to do it. But I think for people to understand that it's, um, you know, it's not like when my car breaks down, I take it to the mechanic and I'm like, you do it. Cause I have no clue how to fix this. But when it's your body, it's a team effort, right? I'm going to help you, but you also have to help you. And the way you help yourself is, you know, do the exercises or think about your posture, whatever you're working on with the PT so that together you're making you, but like, those are the people, when I work with those patients, they get better 
much quicker generally because there's just a, there's a buy-in as mm-hmm. opposed to an idea of like, I'm going to sort of lie here for an hour and you're going to make me better. And then I get up and do whatever I want and then I'll be back next week. You know, so if you, <laughs> if you want to get better, you have to understand, like, there's going to be stuff that you need to be doing as well. Like your PT is not going to be doing everything for you. Yeah. Well, as much as you are like Wonder Woman, like you're not Wonder Woman. No. And I mean, that would be amazing. Right. I would really love, I would love a, an invisible plane, but <laughs> apart from that, <laughs> if I can't have an invisible plane, I'll just have patients that like want to uh, take part in their care. Yeah, but exactly like you're saying too, like that collaboration for sure. Uh, Victoria is saying, uh, you know, that's interesting. When I do box jumps at the gym, I feel it in the base of my school, but only on the left side, you know, that what we're doing and how we're moving, you know, to your point earlier as well, like you aren't just a bicep or just an ankle that there is a fully interconnected holistic like you, you are all of you. Um, but I feel like, or at least in my personal experience, sometimes, you know, we go to physical therapy or, you know, within the medical system and they only see that one little part that like has pain. So from your experience, like, like, why does that happen? Can you please solve, um, you know, medical industry for me in one answer. Um, but also like, what can we do to find, (laughs) a practitioner like you who is going to look at the whole picture? That's a sort of bigish question, but I will do my best. Um, so part of the, part of the difficulty in the way that physical therapy is, you know, set up in this country is that you're either sort of like within the insurance model or you're not. And so if you're within the insurance model, meaning like you come in and your health insurance pays for your physical therapy, it's very difficult to keep a clinic open. Like if we're just talking about private practice, Um, and so there has to be an amount, a certain amount of volume where in order to, you know, to keep the practice running, it, it it becomes unfortunately kind of business-based rather Mm -hmm. than care based. And what that ends up meaning, meaning is that you get maybe 20 minutes with your PT. And the other thing is, and so they're sort of like, they're going to have to do whatever they know to do in that moment. There's not enough time really there's not a lot of room for well let's see if this might be part of it or why don't we try this kind of thing there's not room for the experimentation um the other thing is if your prescription says neck pain and i start working on your foot your insurance companies be like we're not going to pay for the foot so that's right. part of it as well like like you have to it's very kind of a lot of this business where you're just kind of like ducking and weaving and trying to figure out well like let me, let me get to the root of what this is, but I also need to do something for this person's neck because otherwise their insurance is not going to pay for it. So it's that kind of stuff where it's like, it actually has nothing at all to do with getting good care. You know, how good of your, a PT your PT probably is, but they're constrained in a lot of ways. The other option is to do, you know, a cash-based practice, which is you pay for it out of pocket and then your insurance, whatever they will reimburse happens afterwards. What that permits, though, is you get, you know, like where I get to do PT, uh, you get an hour with me and we can solve a lot more. And in in a lot of ways, I think in particular, if it's not a complicated thing, you actually get you get better faster and it might actually end up costing you less because Mm -hmm. you don't have to go for 24 visits of 20 minutes, you know, that each time you're paying your $40, whatever. It's really, it's such a huge bummer that the entire thing of it is based on like, well, what's, who's going to pay for what, you know, it's kind of this dance, but that's the sort of medical model part of it. And you had a second part of your question and I don't remember what it is. How to tell 
that the physical therapist you have selected because so let me give backstory when I was in college like my first like big injury that led me to physical therapy I was working with the physical therapist who I didn't feel was like seeing me as a person I was just like oh you have back pain then do these things I'm like yeah but like I'm special I'm unique you know um and I didn't know like what to say or how to communicate that or even from the beginning like how to choose to work with somebody who would see me as a whole person. So, you know, what would be a good way for someone stepping into physical therapy for maybe the first or the 50th time of having that conversation to kind of like figure out more about their physical therapist and like advocate for themselves better? Absolutely. You know, I think word of mouth is actually a really good way to do it because odds are, you know, somebody who's had physical therapy and you know, they can tell you like, Oh yeah, I love my person. They were great. Go to them. Or like, I didn't have such a good experience. Definitely don't go here. So that, that ends up being a big part of it. If you are seeing a physical therapist already and you're like, you know what I, the, cause I've, you know, it happens sometimes we're like, I don't feel like they're really seeing me. And again, that goes back to this thing of like, well, if the guy, if the person's only got, you know, a short amount of time to work with you, they may not be able to kind of dig down into a lot of the detail of what's going on. You know, they're a bit limited by that, but even if that's not the case, you know, what I, what I think a good PT should always be able to do is explain to you in a way that you understand. So without like jargon, uh, but also without kind of like glossing over it, uh, what's going on and what they're going to do about it and why the things they're doing or what they're asking you to do at home is going to help how it's going to help. And it's completely within your right always multiple times with the same PT to be like, okay, can you explain to me, you know, what this is, how is this helping me? What is this going to do for my body? And like that. And, you know, any good PT would be able to answer, you know, the other thing that I think that people don't feel, maybe they don't feel comfortable doing it necessarily, or maybe they may not even realize that they can, but you are well within your right to say, you like, you know, I'm not getting along with this. I feel like she's not hearing me. It's just not working. Is there another therapist in the practice that I can see? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, sometimes it just ends up being personality, right? You know, that can, that can really, because it, it does end up being a, you know, you have relation. I have relationships with my patients, you know, I see them and, and we're working on helping them get better at, at whatever the thing is. So, you know, if, if you guys just don't gel, then that makes it harder. And you can absolutely be like, you know, I just feel like we're not, it's not working. Is there another physical therapist in the practice that I can see instead? That's happened to me in both directions. I've had people leave and I've had other people come. And again, a good PT will not take it personally. Um, you can't, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. So that's, that's one thing. And then if you really just aren't having a good experience at that particular clinic, and if you need to use your insurance, if that's the way that you can afford for this to happen, then you go, you know, go sort of look on your insurance website or have them give you information on other, other practices nearby. Or if you came from a doctor, usually they'll give you a list of places. And so you can maybe look up the other places. Like they all, we all have like Yelp reviews now, which is pretty funny, but you can go and you can go and see like, what are people saying about this practice? And especially you can go and see it and you'll see, you know, in some places are like, they weren't listening to me. I wasn't being hurt yet. You'll see the same kind of thing over and over. And that'll give you a lot of information about this particular place and how they, how they work. And if that seems like it's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would recommend. Yeah. Awesome. 
how many sessions, I know you said like, it depends on if you do your homework, but like six <laughs> sessions is usually like the standard with, you know, insurance companies, but like in your experience with someone who's doing their homework, I know it depends, but like in general, what could one person expect? Uh, it, uh, it depends <laughs> because, you know, a large part of it depends on like what's going on. What's the severity of what's happening? How many other things are going on with this person at the same time? What are the biopsychosocial components of it? You know, so it's really hard to say like, oh, after three sessions with me, you're going to be all better. And, and honestly, if I, if I had somebody who said that to me, I'd be like, goodbye, because I, (laughs) I don't believe that. It's much easier to answer the question in terms of like, you should be able to see a progression of getting better. And the, the speed of that progression is going to depend on, you know, how, again, how severe, how, you know, the person that I worked with last year who, you know, majorly broke their arm, it took a much longer time than the person who had an ankle sprain, you know, Mm -hmm. so it, it, that's a big part of it, but it should be, you should be seeing sort of an upward trajectory, either a fast one or a slow one, you know, as you're, as you're going along. Mm -hmm. So I think that's more of an indicator is like, if you've had, you know, six sessions and nothing has changed, then either that's where you're like, okay, hang on, maybe this is not, this PT is not doing enough. Or maybe sometimes, I mean, the other thing is sometimes I see people and I'm like, I actually need to send you to somebody else first. Like you need a pelvic floor specialist first and then come back here and we can do our work. Right. So that's part of the discernment for the, for the PT as well as to be able to tell like, is what I'm going to do for this person actually going to help them at this moment in time? Or does something else need to happen first? You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say it's more about like less about giving a, a specific number and more about like, you should be seeing improvement. And if you're mm-hmm. not, that's when you go, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. Cause sometimes too, <laughs> I feel like people go, well, I went one session and like, it didn't work. And it's like, yeah. but it, it takes time. Right. You know? It took a long time to get to the point where you're at right now. And it will take just as long, if not longer to undo it, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you come and you feel like if I had back pain for 15 years, it, probably one session is not going to clear it up permanently, but it should at least start you on your way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll take time. <laughs> what are some things that people like in your opinion should be doing just as like daily maintenance as far as keeping themselves feeling good so that they don't need to come see you? Yeah. You know, in a perfect world, none of us would have to work and we could just sort of all day long be like moving and like, you know, going on a hike and then taking that you know, nap and then getting a massage, like in my perfect, that's what my perfect world looks yeah. like. <laughs> but unfortunately that's not the world we live in. The biggest thing that I see is just sort of like in your day to day, try to minimize the amount of what I would call like stagnation, which is not automatically sitting and, you know, but that's part of it, you know? So for people who have to sit for work, find different positions to sit in change up the wood, the position your body is in, move around. If you can go between sitting and standing, same thing. If you're standing, some people are like, Oh, I got a standing desk and I'm there for eight hours. You can still stand poorly, especially if you're doing it for eight hours, your body's going to get tired. So find that as well. And I think you talk about this a lot generally as well as, you know, if you're going to start a new habit, it's basically impossible if you make it too hard for yourself. Right. So, and then you're like, I'm going to do this every day. And then when you don't do it every day, you're like, Oh, I'm terrible. And I shouldn't have ever tried, but (laughs) 
you know, I really do believe in just little changes, you know? So whether it's you're like, okay, I'm going to set an alarm and every 45 minutes I'm going to get up and stretch something like that, you know? So finding ways that work for you, work in your life, your lifestyle, the demands that you have so that you can succeed and really recognizing like, like there's tons of research on this. It could be once a week that you went to a yoga class, right? And that can really have big, big changes in the way your body feels. We see so much pressure of like, oh no, no, you got to start. And it's got to be like every day at least, or three times a week minimum. But that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Like really small changes make a huge difference. So finding incremental ways that you can get like movement nuggets into your life. And I always sort of joke that I have to trick myself, you know, as a PT, I should care, but I have to trick myself into doing most of the stuff that I do. So like figure out how your brain works. Like I've been trying to have my mom walk more and she's doing it. And part of the way that I got her to do it is we stopped at a bakery on her walk and we would get like a little treat. So then the walk became associated with, oh yes, but I get a scone or whatever. Right, right. And so then, so I'm like, great. Like if that's the way you have whatever to, take, it takes. whatever it takes to make it happen, you know? So kind of getting to know yourself, knowing what your like treats are, what are the things that you're going to like really like? And that helps as well. So you're not trying to live on some sort of like, you know, idea that exists on the internet about, you know, how exactly what you're supposed to do and everybody's supposed to do the same. It's just not true. Just, yeah. just start to start to make little changes and you will see a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren says too, just one thing. It's so, right. it's right. so true. Just pick something. Pick something. But I think walking, especially if there are uh, baked and buttery treats at the end of it is like a fantastic way. Yes. Um, so, you know, pick a bakery that's like a mile away. <laughs> Go to town. Support local business. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great play. It's a great play. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, is there anything else, you know, you can bestow upon us with your wisdom today that we need to know to move better and feel better every day? Just, yeah, just more baked good carbs, obviously are playing a large role in my life at the moment. No, I just, I just think, you know, if you find yourself in a position of like, I don't know what to do. I feel overwhelmed by how much it seems like I should do, you know, should I go to a PT? This is, I've been told, that I can't do anything about like all of that. If you've got any sort of like stuff going on with you physically where you're just sort of living with it because you don't know what else to do, it's not a bad place to start to go to a PT. And the way that physical therapy works now, even within the insurance model is you can go without a prescription for Ooh. 12 visits or 45 days. So even if you're like, my foot kind of hurts, go to your PT and they can even just kind of like, it might be that you go one or two visits and they helped you because they got you like just doing some stretches that you weren't doing done. Right. And that's, that's so easy. Or they can at least point you in a direction of what would be most helpful for you. Right. So kind of reaching out to your resources. And, and again, like if you don't know somebody talk to your friend, like everyone at some point has gone to PT for the most part, lots of people have, you know, so you probably know someone who has, so reach out to your resources you know, and the other thing that's nice is there's so much like content on the internet at the moment. So you find somebody you like that you like the way they teach, you like the content that they're creating. It works for you, works for your body and just, you know, start to integrate it. I say this all the time to people that like bodies like to move. They just, they don't like to be still. They're not made for, there's a reason why, um, you know, a long airline flight, you feel not good afterwards. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is not what your body is designed for. So finding ways to really kind of like bring that into your life that is successful that you like, because I'm not going to do something that I don't like. I don't run because I don't like running. 
So <laughs> short you know, distances to the bakery. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> just fast walking. Like they're just walking so fast that you might run, but not actually running. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like if you're finding yourself in a position where you're like, I don't know where to start or, you know, just finding like little baby steps into it, because usually we can make things better. Even if you've been told that you can't. I'm not trying to promise some sort of like snake oil or miracle worker. I've just seen it. I've, I've worked with people who've had chronic, you know, back and neck pain and they don't anymore. Or if they do, it's episodic, it's brief and it's over, you know? So mm-hmm. there really is always something that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you Thank so you. much for sharing your brilliance with us. I know we're here on Instagram. So if you want to hang out with Sarah, she is here on Instagram at Sarah court DPT, right? Yes. Yeah. And where else can people come find you on the internet? Uh, <laughs> my website is also Sarah court And that sort of talks about, cause I do a bunch of things. I, I'll, I'll teach group classes on sometimes I do a lot of teacher training and it also has information about like, if you wanted to work with me in person, I'm in Los Angeles. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, if you wanted to work with me in person, you can find me that way. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again thank um, you. for joining us this episode. If you're watching this live, this will also be on the Body Nerd Show podcast. So you can listen to it there as well. And I feel like we've only scratched the surface. So I feel like we might have to do this again. Uh, so, so if you have yeah, if you have questions for either me or Sarah, feel free to uh, shoot us a DM, stay connected, keep moving, just like that skeleton in the back of her picture, right? Keep it moving, keep it moving. <laughs> and then I decided not to. And I said, anyway, so here we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Bye. Don't you just feel so much more empowered about your body and movement and also how to have conversations with your healthcare providers, whether it's your physical therapist or anybody else? I really wish that I had had this conversation and this information when I was in PT for my back injury back in college because it would have been such a different experience. So I hope that you feel ready to go, that you know that you can change the unchangeable and that a little bit every day is enough to really make those changes in your body. And if you want support and accountability on that path to becoming pain-free, Movement Mavens is one of the fastest and I will say most fun ways to get you there. Inside Movement Mavens, you will learn how to develop your own personalized wellness workout plan so you know exactly what your body needs to get stronger and more flexible and most importantly, enjoy life without pain. We are a community of committed and proactive women who want to feel more in control of our bodies and also want to feel way less stressed out about pain. So if that is you, we are open for enrollment until Friday, January 29th, 2021 at 3 p.m. Pacific. So if you're listening to this, you have like a little bit over 24 hours left and you can learn more and join us over at aewellness.com slash mavens. I will link to it into the description below. And if you are listening to this after... January 29th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's also okay. You can head on over to aewellness.com slash mavens, learn more about what's included and get your name on the wait list so that you are the first to know the next time we open enrollment. So I wanna know, what was the biggest takeaway for you from today's episode and conversation with Sarah? 
We love to hear what you learned or what additional questions you have. Sarah and I were talking about making this a more regular thing so that we could do almost like case studies on different injuries and things like that. So let us know. What do you want to know? What burning questions do you have? What did you take away from this conversation today? Find us on Instagram. She is at Sarah Court DPT. I am at Hala Famala. Or as always, you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501 and leave a sweet little voice message. If you're afraid of calling people on the phone, I promise you I'm not going to answer it. I pinky promise you I won't answer it. (laughs) Before I go, don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you got some fun movement in as you were listening, or at least you got something planned for later today. I know it is cold, it is raining, it is snow. We are right in the thick of winter. So whatever you can do to make movement happen, I'm here for it. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss anything else in the future. You can also head on over to whatever podcast app you are listening to the show on and leave a review. It not only helps other body nerds find the show, but I love hearing how the show is helping you and what you're taking away from it. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Or even better is just share this episode with somebody who needs to hear this today. Share it with a friend who is considering physical therapy or maybe who wants to do physical therapy but doesn't really know what to expect or your workout buddy or your mom or your person, whatever, just share it. And here's to asking better questions, moving more, advocating for ourselves and our health and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.